I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. If former mistresses recalled at having to perform domestic chores and bargain with black women, both considered beneath their dignity, still more insult and injury appeared when black women became their customers. They bought dresses they were not allowed to wear as slaves, and former mistresses now sold to them, sometimes from dire necessity and sometimes to earn enough to buy themselves a new dress. Perhaps the most embarrassing of all predicaments was having to buy back a dress one had previously discarded as a gift to a slave lizzie neblett faced that dilemma even before the war had ended in 1864 she found herself compelled to buy back a dress she had given a slave years before she paid three dollars and fifty cents and her enthusiasm writes drew faust she seemed oblivious both to the irony and to the loss of status implicit in purchasing her own cast-off dress from a slave neither the irony nor the loss of status such exchanges marked was lost on gertrude thomas she was insulted when her former slaves came to her with offers to buy her old dresses and mortified to know that not only could they afford to buy them but that they were familiar enough with her financial circumstances to know that she needed to sell them her embarrassed financial predicament was indeed public knowledge but to have it paraded about by former slaves added to her humiliation by this point thomas owned neither a proper carriage nor a proper horse to draw it on trips to town she tried to avoid being seen in the only carriage she not she now owned an unfashionable thing by getting out before it reached augusta's main street where people could see the face attached to the sheriff's sales she walked the rest of the way for three years thomas had been wearing sackcloth and ashes while her former slaves had money to buy her old but best dresses she would she could quip that it was a wasteful expenditure on the, of their money and she would could refuse to sell to them she had never learned to bargain and trade with our old servants and had no interest in learning yet she could not prevent them from obtaining better dresses from other white women of her class who under the pressure of poverty were unwilling to hold tightly to appearance for namesake only but thomas was determined that even if other white women gave in she would not even though she was in desperate straits thomas tried to salvage some remnant of her former self and power by limiting her transactions with freed women in the matter of clothing to the form of gifts she was open to granting favors but requests for them had to be put in a language that clearly denoted that she was rendering a favor and not a service when a former slave seeking a dress from her daughter's wedding approached thomas about purchasing one of hers she refused she gave her one instead hey welcome to the black out tips podcast your host rod and karen we're live on a monday ready to do some podcasting yes honey that pride is something else boy ain't it ain't it she was like i give this to you before i get some money the money that i need so broke i'm dressed in sackcloth and ashes and i'm getting out of my broke ass carriage on my way into town and walking three miles into town so people won't see me in my broke ass carriage come on i'm 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 going in my carriage jalopy listen i this is why i love this book i'm telling y'all out of the house of bondage the transformation of the plantation household um by, by thyvolia glimpse such an amazing book because of shit like this because like <laughs> it just explains so many things that we have just like we kind of know but we don't know you know things that you feel but you don't you don't like you don't have a historical relevance to back it up and to see like because a lot of this book is from white 
mistress owner mistress former mistresses and mistresses uh slave owners essentially and black freed women and former slaves um who in their own words in their own journals their own diaries and stuff and so we know exactly what they were thinking exactly what they were saying and the pride and the foolishness of white supremacy because you bought into your own white supremacy you know that the optics of someone a black person buying a dress from you that you sorely need the money from is worse than giving them the dress at a loss like you like but at least now my social socially i would rather take injury to myself get no financial gain but i'll get a mental gain of i gave this to you and you still remain below me on the station of race that's so fucking insane like this i was reading this i forget how many pages this book is but i was reading the fuck out of this book almost like a charity yeah yeah it's like like she like because and this and the thing is it's that charity that a lot of people do where it's charity not truly for altruism but to establish their hierarchy over you it was something i it took me a while to realize that people were like that um but you know i like that's low-key one of the reasons i back off of trying to like really work with activists too much is because a lot of activism uh in the in the internet age and maybe it's always been that way but you know you can really see it online it's a lot of like i'm putting myself on a pedestal above the people i'm giving to so even if i'm saying like i'm doing this for black women yeah yeah yeah. unless they disagree with me unless i disapprove of something they do or say then fuck those bitches but you know hey this is my charity da 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 you know like i'm putting a good face on it but the truth of the matter is it's really about me saying i'm still better than you because i'm giving to you i'm the one giving to you i'm the one organizing people to give you money you're the one who needs it so let's keep that in mind and so you have white women in this case that needed the money and went without (laughs) gave up the material of the dress like because other white women weren't buying it because when slavery ended it bankrupted a lot of white households because not all of them obviously but some of them you know in that in between time especially those eight years of reconstruction where it's like you have to hire people to do the work right well we were used to not hiring people and keeping all the money now we have to hire people pay them some of the money and we can't get by on that budget you know because we was never meant to get by on that budget because the labor cost was supposed to be zero exactly one of the things you know and this is not a knock on on folks but you know uh some will probably take it that way but one of the things about like the socialism shit that's funny to to me is black people basically got to start participating in capitalism just recently to be honest <laughs> and now we got to go to socialism larry wilmore is making this point on his podcast it's just funny it's, it doesn't mean you got to be against or for it's just funny how once niggas start getting some money because i mean even black people that that promote like socialism and shit a lot of their targets are other black people who deal mm-hmm. in capitalism so it's like <laughs> so it's like a big part of it is like well now that niggas is getting it it's got to the whole system need to be shoveled it's over but um you know and obviously it's anecdotal but it's just funny um but the thing is though capitalism enabled these black women and black laborers to get their freedom right in many cases it's it's not you know like i said it's not 
it's not an argument for like capitalism is great that's not what i'm saying but like for example you don't want to sell me the dress because you you see i'm too good for you niggers and i'd rather be broke well other white women was broke too come on so they was like yes i i need three dollars and fifty cents for a dress absolutely i'll sell you the dress you know i have no pride in this matter right and i don't remember if it's in this chapter or later but black women also would have like i think in new orleans they even had like a parade uh where black women and i think men too but black women would dress in their like finest gowns and they would walk through the streets and just you know like parade this is like a this beautiful moment of just like you know every year just like oh here we go going to town we're dressed as to the nines and you know because it's a freedom they never had you couldn't dress nice you couldn't unless it was in service to some white person who was telling you to dress nice you couldn't really dress nice on your own and so these white people were literally one running the house as if black people gonna riot that day um and then they would look out their windows and shit and just be hating like how dare these bitches dress in these fine gowns they think they white women you know that's what we need to do that's what we dress in these are our clothes the clothes you had to sell them because you didn't have no money right the clothes that they bought with their hard-earned money from their labor the labor that you don't do the labor you never really had to do the labor that some of y'all fail at doing once you know like husbands were like okay wife you ain't got no household slaves no more so i'm expecting you the person that's been calling these women lazy and talking about how hard mm-hmm. it is to manage these to women cook, to and, clean to yeah. press these clothes yes and then they you, you find out just how inadequate you are and just how hard working those lazy niggers will happen to be the whole time because it's different it hit a little different when you the one got to starch that collar and you the one got to you know you're talking about men that you know many cases women didn't have rights already white or black you didn't have any rights so you're talking about men that could be abusive to these women the mm-hmm. same way they were abusive to slaves right and shit. so now it's like dinner ain't ready okay well listen uh auntie charlotte used to have dinner ready every day and ever since she left the house uh your ass ain't got dinner ready because you don't know how to cook right you know? right and i bet you it probably didn't taste the same or any of that shit because it's, it's one of those things where anything that was worth value niggas knew how to do mm-hmm. like the, the shit that actually mattered even you know the shit that people overlook black and brown people know how to do this but 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 this particular we're talking about slavery they knew how to cook and clean and 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 till the fields and and uh crop and all that stuff like they knew how to do this you were so busy fucking punishing them that you never thought twice about uh actually managing and seeing what they was doing because you thought what they did was worthless Mm -hmm. um and you had to think that because if you think that their value is if you think that black people aren't worthless then what does it say about your value if you admit these black people are working harder than you that they're human beings they're not uh you know machines like they're not animals they're not subhuman if you admit that then what does it say about you the person that treats this person so terribly exploits their labor and does no real work of their own you know so that's what that's what's so wild about it but yeah the dresses in particular just stuck out that's those passages always speak out to me because one white women were just fucking incensed that black women would dress up like that black women would be pretty that their men would look at these black women you know because they've been told their whole lives you're the you're the apex of attraction you're 
you you set the mode for beauty standards you define everything meanwhile there's light-skinned babies running around all through slavery but okay come on but 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 that's what they were told that's what they were taught and this slap was just a slap in the face to everything that they were told to believe about themselves that they were told to believe about black women um not to mention the monetary embarrassment of it of needing these this money needing um but needing to also feel superior like i because also black women were buying the dresses to as a as a means of flexing to be like um we equal bitch you know what i mean no 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 you don't need to give me a dress for my wedding i can buy it i can buy it because you don't own me anymore right. you don't tell me what to do anymore Mm-mm. i don't owe you any favors you're not the boss right you know and that has bothered white people for fucking ever uh one of these days i'll read another excerpt about this white woman that um when they was trying to hire slaves uh i mean when they was had to get to the point where free people were now able to be freelancers with their labor right so like hey the highest bidder is where i go work and if if they don't work out i work for my fucking self i can just go to my house cook and clean for myself work in the field with my family and we'll make money that way right Mm -hmm. and so the one time they hired a white woman to do it she was like a danish girl or something you know like an immigrant and essentially they were like you know do the same labor and the woman quit immediately she's like who the fuck can do all this work it's like right black people have been doing all of that work because they had to as slaves but also they were the only ones that could feel the needs as paid laborers because what you expect for that for for that amount of work the average person don't know nothing about that kind of work the average white person has never worked that hard in their life never so oh man so such a good book man i cannot recommend it enough man all right let's uh um and, and for those that are wondering like what's the book out of the house of bondage uh thyvolia is the uh the person who wrote it and <clears throat> thyvolia is t-h-y-v-o-l-l-i-a um like i said great book especially if you want to specifically know about black women and white women relationships during slavery and it also goes into the hardships white women face too as women that essentially didn't have much rights anyway so you know where they could have been allies they chose instead to be mistresses butterfly in the sky i could go twice as high take a look it's in a book a ring rainbow i can go anywhere friends to know and ways to grow a reading rainbow i can be anything take a look it's in a book a reading rainbow a reading rainbow all right it's time to get into uh the segment that we need to do to be responsible to everybody okay it just is what it is um let's see Hmm, what song am i gonna i guess this one coronavirus time y'all going to the old coronavirus playlist picking out another song 
all the songs in the 80s took five minutes to start Young teacher, the subject of school girl fantasy. She wants him so badly, knows what she wants to be. Inside him, there's longing. This girl's an open page. Bookmarking, she's so close now. This girl is half his age. get into some news somebody was violating this rule today at the we went to the grocery store yes i trusted karen to go get some brussels sprouts and the lemon y'all my mistake <laughs> i should have just stayed with you it's on me um but uh i looked over someone was intensely talking to karen from only like a couple feet away i didn't ask her to come over there and i thought karen must have knew her from the way that she was talking so intensely to karen and then i went and tried to give karen an out by standing you know close to karen so she could be like oh that's my husband i gotta go but karen just ignored me and kept talking to the woman y'all just getting coronavirus all over her clothes and everything apparently you know i was like i should have went by myself i would put my headphones on i would have walked past crazy people trying to talk to me that don't respect the six feet distance and i would have been fine but i tried call myself trying to get karen out the house i'm in the house most of the time but that's probably why trying to get her some 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 introvert experience you know how karen is she's an extrovert stuff i can't do it y'all it's just it's like you know all that stuff that was cute when we go out to dinner and talk she just talked to people and be hugging waiters and shit it's not cute no more and so i don't want to die and i don't want her to die so i don't know what i'm gonna do guys and then later i was like so who's that like a former co-worker or something oh i don't know i don't even know her Mm-mm. didn't even you don't know her so you let somebody you don't know stand two feet from you almost touching your shoulder talking to you for minutes on end just droplets coming all out just coronavirus droplets all in the air we covered it we covered it on the show every day every day and karen just like let me go out here and get sick and die so i'm too nice i didn't want to be rude well you know what's rude getting coronavirus all over somebody that's true that's what's rude to me you know what about what about me wanting you wanting to live did that not matter i feel like it's more rude it's more rude for crazy people going out killing people and and what was she talking about karen tell the audience come on oh what was she oh Mm -hmm. (laughs) your new your new best friend i didn't say she was my best friend how did we get here uh, listen y'all was tight when i walked over couldn't even get a word in edgewise i had to finish my shopping without you go ahead tell what was that what was she saying karen she was basically telling me about uh my heart and how my heart had gotten hard and she was just going on and on and on and i was just sitting there looking at her and i was like okay okay all right and it was one of the things, like I said, I'm too nice. This is why I know when the zombie apocalypse happened, I'm going to be the first person to die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know, I, I like, I know me. I'm going to be the first person to die. I don't disagree. I mean, this is, 
like this is the whole thing i was afraid of when i said you got to go to new york and i don't want to get robbed because i mean clearly this is saying six feet is i mean the minimum signs everywhere this part, crazy people don't care about that stuff no they don't so you have to be the one to care for them and be like no crazy person i don't know you you don't know me i don't know what you don't know nothing about my heart so go on crazy <laughs> you just had to do you just had to do it i understand man it was so yeah man if we if we die in the next week or so guys it's my fault i'm so sorry just, just, I'm, I, I'm the one that's gonna end the show i'm so sorry y'all this is why i stay at home i care about y'all as an audience which is why i'm taking care of myself so y'all have something to get y'all through the however many months we gonna be locked up like this and you know karen just don't care she's like i'm out here hugging strangers and shit so i didn't hug her mm, now i have to clorox bleach my brussels sprouts because people that talk like that be talking to everybody you know you know she ain't talked to you know she didn't just pick you like you special she stopped and talked to everybody probably <laughs> my goodness in all fairness she didn't look crazy at first though i give you that Mm-mm. when she walked in i thought she was a normal person getting off work but then she started talking crazy and i said oh man and now what happened is was it because you uh did that thing where you act like you know people when you don't know them is that what happened yeah because at first i thought i did recognize her but i didn't later on realize i did not because i started going through my mental roller decks that that's my fault my fault my fault this is why i'm just gonna stay at home where i belong <laughs> you care always I'll just end it i just stay at home care always try try care always try to be friends there's no friends in the coronavirus apocalypse baby it's that's, no friends that's fine i can fix that ain't nobody here but me and you i know i'm just saying I'm just trying to keep it what if something have you have to leave the house and then it's gonna come back on you i'm just trying to help you with these survival skills what happened if, if i don't make it through the coronavirus apocalypse and you out here on your own just talking to strangers trying to be polite and now you got it you know i gotta i I don't want that to happen i'm just trying to save you baby i don't want you to die i need you i don't want to die either okay like this is it's crazy in these streets like people hiring from jobs remotely now they don't have to go in for an interview you don't have to meet the person that's how serious it is and they paying them in toilet paper they're not even paying them in cash like you just get roll get 12, we get two ply get 12 rolls of two ply every you friday get, you you get them weird multiplication numbers one roll equals 72 other rolls some shit like that that's how you, that's how people make money now man like the shit is changing so fast on these streets you know this stimulus package ain't gonna make it this 1200 dollars it's not gonna make it for most people it's not enough nope. they have to do something else american stimulus package policies is like a like smoky mama and friday when she was sending him to the store she was like he was like this ain't enough she was like make it enough that's what that's what that's what <laughs> i still make pack- it happen that's what i still package like make it enough and, and the thing is people talking like that but a people really need it and b most people know that it depends on where you live and even in small it's just not enough but you know a lot of that is what a lot of minimum wage people have to live on every month and people want to shit on those people and act like the jobs they do back 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 uh message back to what you were saying before even us being black people look at them people like what they do is worthless what they do ain't that important their jobs you know they just doing their thing but uh 
yeah those people's jobs are very important and you wouldn't change your job sitting at your desk to do that i know i wouldn't well that's interesting though now because everybody's like like a remember like a month ago and and when they when things were normal and people was always saying stuff like they don't understand how important i am at this job without me this whole place would go under y'all can't even y'all need me okay y'all need me up in here and y'all don't pay me enough and y'all don't treat me right and now today people like the fuck you mean i'm an essential employee y'all don't need me y'all need to stop tripping and send me home stop playing okay i don't even be doing shit up in here i'll be binging ozark and shit let me go home okay non-essential employee this is some bullshit anyone can click these keys all right anybody (laughs) i've always thought that well not always but i uh the older i got the more i realized that i was uh, replaceable that i'm like okay nobody is that important now everybody think they're not important companies like you still gotta work you essential they're like Mm-mm. i'm a very expendable employee just send me <laughs> home yeah i wish but you know i keep seeing like all these stories of people like gathering like oh we going up to a party we someone in, uh, someone threw a party in like either virginia or dc or or um either virginia dc or new jersey i can't remember it was like 60 people came to this party and another like a church held you know services anyway and stuff like that i think we're gonna need people to go ahead and declare we're gonna need the government to declare martial law martial law martial mm-hmm. law i mean martial law i think see that's where you take anyone leaving their house and trying to gather you seeing marshawn lynch over there in a hazmat suit <laughs> and then he just shows up and run through a motherfucking face i i think that's what we need as a policy in america we just start sending him different places and just let him run through a motherfucking face over and over and over and over yeah, until yeah until they stay their ass in the house you know it's the only thing i can see working no one's afraid of this shit like you realize when we was when we was kids you remember remember when michael jordan played that game we had the flu mm-hmm. and he was a hero for that he was you know i remember watching that game i was against the utah jazz i believe um i think we may have watched that together at uh joe's crab shack if i'm not mistaken okay um and i remember watching how he was just so fucked up drained and, and tired. announcers and all the fans they're like what a hero he's playing with the flu and nobody to this day has brought up what if he would have got somebody else sick with the flu didn't care nobody cared can you imagine if one of these niggas tried to play with the coronavirus if lebron james tried to have a coronavirus game Mm-mm. with his lungs messed up and him coughing and shit do you know how he would never play in sports again again we would be like the end that was the they we would, watched the end of his career the game and be like you got to go right now yeah like motherfucker what are you doing you got coronavirus you can't be out here someone else could catch that shit but we watched a man play with the flu and we was like wow what a fucking hero but you know what i think it's okay because you know we all know michael's really just gone off that handy you know if it was you know if it had been real the real flu i think maybe people would feel differently but you know knowing that he had just probably you know never stopped never settled on some handy that 
the night before at the club you know we can let it go through so um all right the stories uh let's see where should we start so many of these fucking stories um uh how about this amazon instacart grocery delivery workers strike for coronavirus protection and pay mm-hmm. yeah pay them yeah today if you weren't supposed to use instacart or amazon today if um to support them in the strike i don't know who who did that and who didn't but i saw it on twitter uh but yeah some amazon work warehouse workers in staten island new york and instacart's grocery delivery workers nationwide walked off of their jobs on monday they're demanding stepped up protection and pay as they continue to work while much of the country is asked to isolate as safeguard against the coronavirus the protests come as both amazon and instacart have said that they plan to hire tens of thousands of new workers online shopping and grocery home delivery are skyrocketing as much as the nation hunkers down and people stay at home following orders and recommendations from federal and local governments this put a spotlight on workers who shop pack deliver uh, and deliver these high demand supplies companies refer to the workers as heroes but workers say their employers aren't doing enough to keep them safe yeah man the people i'm telling you man the mass thing obviously you want your medical people to have it bar none if you can get if you had an n95 mask you want your medical people the personnel to have it first after that though i think people start getting a little confused on like who should want and have these masks now of course everyone's out for self so you can get your hands on one you just gonna get your hands on one that's the end of it people aren't you know but like some of the people that need this type of protection is actually people that work at the grocery store people that work at a pharmacy people that work at the doctor's office um that might not be an emergency room doctor or a hospital but just the doctor's office they see people who are sick that's you know post office post office workers like there's people you know instacart amazon there's people out here who you know literally our lives are in their hands and we're just Mm -hmm. hoping that they don't get sick or hoping that they're not a um you know asymptomatic carrier of this shit and hope isn't really enough if we're not protecting them if we're not doing enough to make sure that they're safe i mean i like going to our publics the uh one we go to because they're constantly cleaning like yeah they was cleaning the uh the uh the buggies not just that the bathroom i just noticed all the stuff they were doing like they have employees now that just all they do is clean that's it you know that's all their job and when we was leaving the uh, one of the managers walked up and and he was spraying that said no 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 you don't pre-clean you spray it and clean it before you give it to him yeah so you know like we're talking about we need to be looking at people who are high vectors of of contact with people you know that's one of the reasons i'm not like when people make the argument like celebrities and sports figures and shit shouldn't get the test i'm like that's thinking backwards some of these people are high vec- vectors for contact with a lot of people if you if lebron james has it you probably want people to know that have come in contact with the lakers the lakers team all that mm-hmm. stuff the personnel that work at the arena a person right. like that can affect a lot of people you know what i mean like it's not just a matter of like we're doing it because he earns a lot he ha- we're doing it because he has a lot of money no i'm not saying like you know if it was uh i don't know if mark zuckerberg is in his mansion isolated from everybody and there's zero percent chance he's i don't care if he gets tested or has a ventilator or whatever but if it's like you know uh shit we saw it with uh rudy gobert i mean rudy gobert got it and then touching the mics and now you got reporters need to be tested you got 
teammates that need to be tested so like that shit is important so i think people have it backwards but you know other people that need to be tested are a lot of people that don't earn a lot of money and that we don't really treat like heroes even if you call them that so uh workers from both amazon and instacart want more access to paid sick time uh at this time it's available only to those who have tested positive for coronavirus or get placed on mandatory self-quarantine yeah that's ridiculous yeah even at uh uh my job they actually which i i appreciate they did this and it's probably because of so they got so much pressure they actually sent out an email and said hey we have a coronavirus policy which we didn't have before and part of the policy is you get two weeks and we'll pay for it mm-hmm. like they was like we and, don't uh, want them problems but do you have to have a positive coronavirus test though is the question i think uh it's i think either you have to be positive or you have to have been in contact with somebody that's positive um i think those two because see the thing is it's hard to get a test for a lot of people and then also the advice they're giving people is if you start experiencing symptoms treat yourself as if you have it yeah and that so was that's that too they was like if you start feeling sick or you feel like we'll pay for that too okay yeah so that's the part that, that that people are skipping over when they're like like that's why this amazon policy isn't necessarily good or bad uh, i'm really a good policy now some of it is just that we're not we don't have the test amounts that we really need to truly be on top of this and we definitely can't test we aren't testing a lot of people who are asymptomatic you know that's just how it is so if we had the numbers and the preparation maybe we'd be able to but since we don't it's really fucked up amazon workers want their warehouse to be closed for a longer cleaning with guaranteed pay it's the car's grocery delivery gig workers are asking for disinfected wipes and hand sanitizer and better pay to offset the risk they're taking totally understand all of that man um like i see the instacart people in the store sometimes you know you can see they're like the professional shoppers and stuff Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah man that's that's a dangerous job compared you know people are paying you to do that because they don't want to do it themselves right uh let's see uh florida pastor has been arrested and charged after holding a packed sunday service ignoring social distancing rules good yeah that same pastor pastor rodney howard brown of the river church i think we talked about him yesterday um they went ahead and arrested him um because they're like we got to set an example don't do this we are not telling you to stay at home for your health it is serious right because odds are guarantee you within the next few days they're gonna have a big outbreak at that church yep and of course um he's openly defying what was told in his sermon he said we are not stopping anything i've got news for you this church will never close the only time the church will close is when the rapture is taking place um sunday he boasted about how clean the church was and revealed this bizarre method of killing the virus we brought in 13 machines that basically kill every virus in the place and if somebody walks through the door it's like it kills everything on them if they sneeze it shoots down at like 100 miles per hour it'll neutralize it in split seconds we have the most sterile building in i don't know all of america i know they're trying to beat me up for having the church uh operational but we are not a non-essential service howard brown said and just so you know we are totally covered by the law and people say what law are you covered by and i say the first amendment to the constitution you don't know the constitution baby crazy part to me is the motherfuckers are still in the building with them couldn't be me 
Mm-mm. as we say in the south bless your heart bless your heart me and jesus would have been at the house mm-hmm. uh twitter had to pull down laura ingraham's coronavirus tweet for violating the policy um because they're trying to deal with all the misinformation and so right they had to uh, change broaden the definition of harm when they say basically you can't be tweeting things because it does harm to the community and so they had to say look harm is also lying about this fucking virus and getting getting people you know sick or potentially in situations where they'll get sick right uh so yes she she, um in recent days she has used her show to advocate for the use of hydroxychloroquine as a potential treatment for coronavirus citing anecdotal evidence of success and the tweet at issue she wrote the lennox hill hospital in new york among many hospitals already using hydroxychloroquine with very promising results one patient was described as lazarus who was seriously ill from COVID 19 already released her tweet seemed to stem from comments made by dr william grace an oncologist who is affiliated with lennox hill but does not work for the hospital and that article on the network's website now includes the following editor's note a previous version of this article incorrectly stated that dr william grace's relationship to lennox hill hospital in new york city dr grace is not employed by the hospital and his opinions given below are his own fox news did not respond to requests for comment of course not uh she's continued advocating for the use of hydroxychloroquine with with the food and drug administration issued as emergency use authorization for on sunday the anti-malarial drug is also being tested in new york state on monday morning she criticized a cnn article for including a disclaimer that there's little scientific evidence that chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine are effective in treating the virus but that's the fact because they haven't got a vaccine like they're testing to see if it works they like they might have got some positive results but it don't mean that it's the end all be all here's the thing scientifically there's a process for everything right science can't just be anecdotally hopeful you have to you need you need studies you need stats you need statistics i mean you need stats you need um methodology you need to study this thing because what if you give somebody this shit and some other issue pops up you do know that too much of it can be toxic we do know that um you know there's different kinds of it um uh other people use this drug currently to deal with uh ongoing issues like lupus and stuff so the you can't just throw stuff out there but that is what happens when you have a news organization that does not require facts and still gets treated like a news organization right she hosts an opinion show but people treat it like news and she acts like it's news so unfortunately you you know (laughs) ironically i guess twitter is showing they can actually do this stuff in real time stuff that they've claimed you know is too difficult of a job in the past and they've left people's tweets up and stuff that was wrong and and harmful now in the in at the brink of the fucking uh end of society here they come like okay we can take these tweets down now okay which means you could have done it all along speaking of which fox news is worried about legal action after misleading viewers about coronavirus good good i hope they get a class action lawsuit yeah um (laughs) it's so sad because problem hmm? i said because they are they were part of the problem it's just so sad because they have this platform in america and they are the biggest news quote unquote channel mm-hmm. 
you know what i mean that's what's so sad about it is like literally you guys are harming people um <laughs> anyway i hope they do get sued you know i hope people win because they should be a, like this is the thing we're gonna sue for but look hey they should have been sued y'all for many 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 lies you know should have been able to get sued for you know birtherism and and other things they promoted on their on their channel but you know yeah because the thing is some of these people that are dying people's moms and grandpas and you know they relatives their children might be like fuck y'all yes i'm suing because mm-hmm. just because my daddy was in that shit don't mean i was right somebody parents died off this bullshit and now they you know yeah, there was and like, then that's the other thing them over this no that's the other thing people are actually dying because of the lies that they're peddling you know those people that died in arizona trying that chloroquine shit people died in africa three people tried it like <sighs> by the way millions will not be receiving a stimulus check um those who support the decision believe it's not the u.s government's place to bankroll someone who broke the law uh because they will not be paying for let me see i think it's yeah undocumented immigrants are not eligible for most federal benefits many immigrant rights advocates view the decision as dangerous as it will continue to put the country's health at risk it is not just a matter of dollars and cents and it isn't something that only affects undocumented workers and their families Uh, advocates argue Uh, a new joshi interim vice president of policy at the new york immigration coalition says she and her team are incredibly disappointed and frustrated these are the people cooking delivering our food while we're all inside socially isolating the food the folks doing the deeper the deep clean of houses and offices who are taking care of your very elderly and very young they were cut out of the cash assistance and they were cut out of any kind of unemployment insurance yeah if you have a job and you are getting a fucking check and your check is dried up because of this shit you should get a fucking check that's it it's really not the time to quibble over this bullshit but that's the thing about republicans man they never fucking stop you know what i mean like even like and i know people partied on it and laughed and shit but like low-key even the people behind on child support it might fuck up something for them True. you know what i mean like i hate to say it that way because you know obviously you pay your child support if you can blah 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 and maybe there's just some deadbeat ass niggas that just ain't doing what they supposed to do but, no, but some of them actually really it really might fucking make a difference you know it's, it could be the difference between somebody that would be self-isolating now being put in a position where they are out there working sick and infecting people and shit so you know it's just crazy and 1200 ain't enough anyway uh all right let's see what else um uh coronavirus india's prime minister Modi seeks forgiveness over lockdown uh india india's prime minister has asked for this country's forgiveness for imposing a sweeping lockdown he said that will hurt millions of people criticism is mounted over the lack of planning ahead of the coronavirus shutdown which was enforced with less than four hours notice four hours many of india's 1.3 billion citizens have been left jobless and hungry tens of thousands of migrant laborers have been forced to walk hundreds of kilometers to their native villages in his weekly radio address prime minister so he gave them no time to four hours that's that's like avengers infinity war like you got till avengers infinity war is off and you need to have figured out what you're gonna do 
he apologized for the impact of the uh strict stay home measures but he said that there's no other way to stop the rapid spreading virus you could have told them hey we can give you until this day i mean something i mean people could have planned prepared anything you were happy you start working halfway through your shift which is four hours they was like hey, by the time your shift ends you got to be up out of here yep so he had to basically ask for their forgiveness but y'all got to do this people are banned from leaving their home for three weeks under total lockdown measures announced on tuesday all non-essential businesses have been closed almost all public gatherings are banned it has sparked the exodus from major cities such as delhi where thousands of migrant workers are setting out on long journeys back to their home villages after transport was stopped one worker died on saturday after he attempted to walk a 168 mile journey back home a a police official said tell rider news that oh wow that's crazy that's far so that's what i'm saying like you did this and you didn't prepare which means you should have allowed people time to for transportation to get them home i mean you know what i'm saying versus mm-hmm. now i gotta walk 200 mi- my nigga a mile is far dozens of liberty uh university students sick with coronavirus symptoms after farwell reopened campus of course we said this liberty university which partly reopened this canvas amid coronavirus pandemic confirmed that they now have almost a dozen students sick with potential covid19 symptoms the physician who runs the evangelical school student health service dr thompson thomas epps jr told the new york times that three students were referred to local hospitals while eight more were instructed to self-isolate liberty will be notified the community as deemed appropriate and required by the law uh university president jerry farwell jr told the newspaper adding that any student returning to campus would have to self-quarantine for two weeks yeah and they ought to charge him because they told him hey don't do this i think uh i don't know how much more the article you're going to read but i think that they were saying that initially he had told them that he was going to comply and then he turned around and was like nah yeah and um if we're if we're going to be fair to jerry to what is it jerry farwell jr if we're going to be fair to liberty university i will say this and i saw this complaint brought up about a lot of colleges the instead like go home you can't stay here attitude about it for some people they were like well there needs to be an option for kids that can't go home you know because you know just like during spring break there's some kids that stay on campus because it's like i can't maybe i'm not from here maybe i don't have a place to go uh, i've already paid room and board i'm staying in my room and you know and so the argument was he was gonna open up the campus dorms allow people to do remote learning and basically so classrooms wouldn't be open for people to like you know sit in the actual classroom but you would be able to sit in your room and use the wi-fi use the eat eat meals at the at the cafeteria that they said they would you know cater to you know make it like clean and, and you, you maybe take it to go or something like that so he was kind of compl- he was kind trying to comply but also trying to um it, this is the best the best possible telling of it he was trying to give those kids an option on having a place to stay in case they really would have just been out on their ass if the university had the dorms hadn't have been open um so that's what i read when i read about the details of it that i was like i can understand that but at the same time this virus don't care and you could be you know they could have gotten it 
from going somewhere else and coming back they could have brought it to campus with them uh they could be getting community spread on campus um you know because close quarters you know and and because of the university it is like this is a religious university and you know these are young people they may be acting in some ways that aren't prudent uh because they just don't feel so uh you know like it's so real you know uh, when we're young we all do stupid shit like that yeah we do so i, I mean like i said i kind of feel bad in this situation um but like i but 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 I, I just it's just a tough call but i think you just have to close the university and be like i'm sorry you know yeah and 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 to an extent for that i understand I, you know i'm not heartless but my thing is there was nobody there, which means you had zero cases at that time, like on campus. It could have stayed at zero. And that's why when people left for spring break, I was like, no, y'all not coming back because mm-hmm. we don't want to bring you. We don't know what you've done on your spring break. They act like colleges ain't seeing people partying in Florida and all that shit. And they don't know if their student populace is in that or not. Yeah, 800 of the 1,900 1900- students that initially returned to campus last week have left but farwell says students off campus should be concerned due to the crowded conditions they're living in if i were them i'd be more nervous he said so yeah i mean like i said i i don't it's not a truly like it's not a completely fucked up decision it's just the wrong i think it's just the wrong decision and this is the cost of it but those kids i mean shit those kids could have got sick anywhere but you know why go why bring them to a very crowded fucking uh university and put them in situations where you know they're gonna be in proximity to each other all the time uh los angeles to shut off water power and non-essential businesses that refuse to close uh shut off the water and power for non-essential businesses that refuse to close right they was like you are not essential sorry you didn't make the list no oh you will oh you want to open up anyway okay do it without water and power let's see how many customers you're going to get uh hospitals consider universal do not resuscitate orders for coronavirus patients this is what happens yeah we have a lot of like the thing for the hospitals if you guys been following italy and shit is not necessarily that all these cases are quote-unquote a death sentence there's a lot of people that are treatable but if you don't have the resources and the emergency room is overwhelmed they had to start making some calls as soon as you pull up and a lot of those calls are um who gets the respirator who doesn't um mm-hmm. who do we help who do we not who you know who do we value their life and who do we not um and those are ugly calls you have to make in the snap decision and right and this has a lot to do with why they was like well let's prepare so we don't have to make this decision but because incompetent people run the shit this is the end result yeah the less of those decisions you make the better off you are right but uh that you have to make um but uh yeah we're gonna get to that point in america at some point and so now hospitals have to you know because you're also having a lot of work the um medical professional staff does not necessarily have the right equipment to protect themselves so now being in a room with someone who has this and dies and you really can't you know pull pull them through or you know maybe the cost of pulling them through is more equipment is wasted or more people get exposed to it and it won't ever stop the spread 
so yeah you're gonna have people having to be like so the new thing is to save us time and effort and not and to get and to save even more lives we have to let people who do die we're just not even gonna try to save them you know dire times uh d nice and michelle obama teaming up for the next club quarantine party this already passed but yeah uh they register people to vote wonderful yeah i thought you know um voter registration uh michelle so uh forward thinking you know she always trying to think about the rest of us um she's the only people in there was like hey we can do something about this mm-hmm. uh couch party of voter registration live set um so that was uh what club quarantine was um which uh, uh which was march 25th i think was when they did that one um a lot of people been going on instagram live they, they've been doing like bad beat battles and song battles and shit mm-hmm. producers are being like i made this song you made that song people trying to you know pressure them into doing other stuff i think people want to get pharrell and timbaland to go back and forth like you know there's some there's some bright spots to this and the way people are adapting to it and uh still finding f- their joy and fun true um let's see if you can't go to confession take your sorrow directly to god pope says so finally the pope is like listen you can go directly i'm not the only one with the telephone line apparently the protestants had this shit right the whole time uh dial directly to god okay directly do not go through the operator because you might give him coronavirus mm-hmm. uh this is the right time the opportune moment an act of contrition done well and our souls will become white like the snow the pope said march 20th during this live stream morning mass because you know he nervous he don't like people touching him before the coronavirus mm-mm. and now it's out there mm-mm. right around with that glass book that glass truck yeah i'm not even just talking about the glass thing i'm talking about out that video where people was like trying to touch his hand and 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 hug him and shit and he was slapping their hands off like get the fuck off of me and this is before coronavirus was out there so you know this pope Mm -hmm. yeah this pope don't play that you like y'all pray to pray to jesus with yourself i'm moving out the way ask god don't ask me you know (laughs) jesus on the main line tell him what you want okay because i'm gonna be back in my isolation bubble um so all right that's uh should i do more that's enough coronavirus shit for the day i feel like there's gonna be a lot of these so oh it ain't going nowhere no time soon we'll be talking about this stuff every day um oh wait one more purell manufacturer has been sued for misleading germ killing claims yeah a lot of people keep saying like hand sanitizer hand sanitizer hand sanitizer and i'm not saying it's not a uh, uh, that it's not an option but washing your hands with soap is the best option mm-hmm. people a lot of people use that when they can't wash their hands immediately yeah but they would probably prefer soap, prefer soap and water but yeah according to legal docs Perel's front label claims that it kills 99.99 percent of illness causing germs and implies that figure is backed by scientific support but the folks suing say none exists likewise the suit i adds that perel hand sanitizer claims to help prevent infection and diseases but there's allegedly no sound scientific evidence to support the claims the lawsuit also mentions a letter sent by the fda to gojo in january which plaintiffs claim describes purell as nothing more than a tropic topical antiseptic 
uh antiseptic uh which was not safe and effective in preventing infection wow the class action man that's crazy because you know how many people have been putting sanitizer on their hands like i'm safe y'all right the class action suit is seeking unspecified damages for any customer who bought the hand sanitizer relied on this packaging and marketing materials yeah cause that's why a lot of people bought it outside of soap because they you know for some people they was like well that's what your label says so yeah I, if, if if it's not true i could see that being false advertisement yeah and i mean this is one of those suits where i like it's kind of important yes it is because if that's true then people need to know that hey this shit isn't actually gonna save you the way that you think you know like this is not actually the solution you think you still need to wash your hands don't touch your face and all that shit like that's the thing when we leave the house i don't give a fuck if they I, it's not that i don't mind but i don't give a fuck when they clean those buggies with that sanitizer shit i still wash my hands on the way out and i still don't touch my face because i'm like i'm treating this shit like it's everywhere dog like if i'm not in the comfort of my home with some clean washed hands then then it, then they dirty to me so you gotta be vigilant mm-hmm. you know um and and yeah people think they they clean now they do all right let's see how much time we've been talking uh okay let's uh get into some other news guys how oh wait i'm in the wrong section um we haven't done fucking with black people this week yet so let's go ahead and get into that we're just fucking with those black people we're just fucking with those blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right guys time to play the game we all hate to play it's fucking with black people the game that goes all around the globe we find every article make us feel fuck with the wheel side point scores of zero to 100 intervals of 25 today's contestants everybody all right man that that rockfish thing i made for lunch today was so good that was very delicious it was so good i inhaled mine i was like damn it's gone already got some small tomatoes and it was really mm-hmm. good hello fresh how they doing uh barack obama's 2008 election boosted black men's mental health study finds um when thinking about how politics and news uh we don't need to do all the editorializing let's get to the facts um <laughs> sociologist tony brown was curious about how positive events might impact public health so the rice university professor and his team of co-researchers chose one of the brightest moments in recent u.s history the 2008 election of barack obama and the measured impact and measured its impact on the mental health of black adults we wanted to know if there was any health implications from this momentous occasion in u.s history the study yes we can the mental health significance for the u.s black adults of barack obama's 2008 presidential election will be published in the next volume of the journal society sociology on race and ethnicity uh using data from okay i'm loading uh, <laughs> <laughs> come on man what's going on root um let's see uh man i gotta scroll all the way down hold on a second okay uh using data from the behavioral risk factor surveillance system a nationally representative survey survey of four four hundred thousand u.s adults evaluating different health aspects researchers honed in on mental health and of black adults 30 days prior to obama's election and 30 days after so that that's a lot of four hundred thousand is a lot of people in a survey 
so you know those, those, those that could be a result that matters uh, yeah they ain't getting 10 people one survey question asked respondents to count the number of days they would consider their mental health to be not good over the last month before obama's election black men on average counted four days when they experienced depression stress or problems with emotions after he officially became the 44th president the average number went down to three days this may not seem like a big change so brown for context referenced another study that analyzed mental harm caused to black adults by nearby police shootings in the study participants reported a 0.14 day increase in mental health issues the study's findings are important because we do not fully understand what factors protect mental health browns added uh specifically the findings demonstrate that socio-political shifts mattered for the health of black men and that everyday conditions of life act as social determinants of health interestingly black women did not experience the same mental health boost that black men did in fact they registered more poor mental health days before obama's election black women reported 4.6 days out of 30 they were experiencing mental health issues after his election the average went up to five days mm. i wonder why said went up mm-hmm. yeah because I, that, truth be told i think for a lot of black women they were worried you know they was like okay okay then he got it they was like god i hope they don't kill him i hope he don't get shot you know how black women go it's into that interesting though mode. it's interesting though because you i feel like as a black man i w- i felt some of that myself and you would think that all black people feel that that level of concern about barack obama's you know possible gosh, shit i know it was a running joke i mean in the black community like this nigga might get shot i hope he don't get shot these white people ain't gonna let him do this um i think it might have went up because niggas was feeling themselves and so who got to deal with it black women yeah they do okay we walking around like president and they like here this nigga go you know what i mean and so ah! so it made that shit go up i mean maybe that explains it the reasons why are unclear but brown says a few explanations are likely including the possibility that the election of the country's first black president spiked concerns among black women about his backlash death threats or the safety of the first family in the same way they will worry about their own husbands fathers or sons right mm-hmm. right that that's that's the only thing that would make sense and like you say it was more it, it was about him but it was more about that entire family because you know for a lot of black women they were excited to see michelle Mm-hmm. you know so i know that women had the excitement for barack but a lot of women not just funny they was more happy for her and then they started thinking about their kids and them and the harassment and white supremacy so yes i could see it going up yeah that's exactly what you said brown and the study's co-authors told rice they plan on applying the style of research to other elections including yeah uh donald trump so and what the effect was on white women including the 53 percent um you know the the question it made me consider is what effect did the tearing down of barack obama for the next what has now been about 10 12 years here um i wonder what effect that's had on black men um and black people in general because ever since he got elected it's kind of been quote unquote downhill for a lot of people 
where they've just tried to do everything to tear his legacy down whether it be because of their racism and and we don't want a nigger president and all that the, the harsh rejection of him and his family and all that stuff what does that affect been on all of us you know who witnessed them you know demagoguing uh michelle obama um you know talking you know bad about barack obama wearing a tan suit and that double standard because if the positive if the positivity of the election had a positive mental effect i mean you have to wonder what oh. what is the dis, the attempted destruction of that legacy and of this man and his family what is oh. that meant to black people and black men specifically and that's just the racist people i'm not even counting the people that claim to be like super liberal and woke who also spend all day telling you how he wasn't shit and you know only bernie sanders can save us or he was a coon he wasn't the right type of black and all that stuff i just wonder if so many people were boosted by this moment what 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 does that mean for for now seeing this man is essentially deconstructed for the last 12 years well i'm not a survey person but mm-hmm. i can tell you those numbers went up those numbers went away uh those numbers because you have to think at right after we're well, not too long after he got elected it was like yay and then it was like now we worry and then people you know you have to go back in history during that time black life matters during that time trayvon martin during mm-hmm. that time you had all the uh all these people dying and dying and dying and dying in the street and getting shot by police so all so the anxiety built and built and built and built and built you know um and so if you have to look over the totality of that question uh because that's a very long time and a lot has happened and a lot has changed during that time and you have to think then you have a racist that gets in office and then you have him doing bullshit too so i could see those 30 days possibly going to seven eight nine or maybe 10 days or more for some people because it's like now it's almost the opposite it's like a constant stress mm-hmm. that you're never relieved from and now i'm dealing with this constant stress now i'm fucking locked in the house with this constant stress yeah it's interesting man because i've Uh, that's gotta have cost us something yes it's gotta have cost us something if this if that gained us something watching people basically say that wasn't shit he ain't shit uh his family ain't shit and then you know electing donald trump that that says a lot also i appreciate a study that actually looks at black people's mental health because we have so many fucking studies about you know white people and their reaction to things and then excusing all their feelings for instead of being like oh these motherfuckers racist we have to hear about economic anxiety and shit so i actually appreciate the study that looked at us yeah and also i think uh for me you know when you look at that study like i said you have all these factors and things like that like i said i i don't know how far they're gonna go into the studies but i could see the days going up you know and people being more paranoid and you have to think social media has evolved over this time people have more contact with people and i wonder what the study would say about black people that also turned on barack obama because you know there are a lot of black people that actually turned on him too mm-hmm. you know and how do other black people feel about that uh, that's what i'm saying it's gotta be we'll see that study i guess uh 12 years from now um zero to 100 50 okay um i'm gonna follow you on this and say 50 uh miguel a nunez jr arrested for shoplifting groceries 
uh you may be wondering who is miguel a nunez jr yes have you ever seen uh the seminal film joanna man yes filmed here in charlotte north carolina guys mm-hmm. he was joanna man oh okay you also may know him from sparks he was also the gay dude in life with eddie murphy and um martin, and, and martin lawrence okay. Uh, he attempted to walk out of Ralph's supermarket in LA with $200 over groceries, according to TMZ. The Joanna Man star was checking out at the supermarket when his credit card got declined. So he walked away and out the door and with the groceries still in his cart. <laughs> mm. Joanna Man checks drying up, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, Sources told the publication that Miguel returned to the same Ralph days later, but wasn't allowed inside. A police were called. Miguel was placed under citizen's arrest until the LAPD arrived. The actor was cited for misdemeanor shoplifting and was sent on his way. Due to the current COVID-19 pandemic, police aren't booking or jailing people for minor offenses. However, it's still deemed an arrest, although he was never taken to the station. Miguel, on the other hand, is telling a completely different story. He told the publication he was in a long line to check out and he got tired of waiting, so he just walked out with his groceries with the intent of returning another day to pay for them. He claimed he attempted to pay for two for his two hundred dollars worth of merchandise when he returned, but said the store manager refused to accept it and told him that he wasn't special. Zero to hundred, Karen. Said it back, I don't believe him. You don't believe him? No, the story don't make sense. So, but you still seventy five fucked with. I'm just kidding. I'm just trying to understand because i was debating between 75 and 100 mm-hmm. um you know uh i guess 75 for the simple fact that uh a black man walked out to the store with some groceries and he didn't get stopped okay um i'm not 100 percent sure i understand the logic on this to be frank with you not that that's right not that that's no no right. no 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 it's your opinion there's no right or wrong on this this game um for mine i'm gonna i think i'm gonna be more controversial than you i'm giving it a zero not fucked with it all by this my nigga you can't just be like i don't feel like waiting in line i'm gonna just take 200 dollars worth of shit home i'll holler at y'all holler at y'all later and the i came back with two hundred dollars and they wouldn't take it shit don't sound like something don't like how you know it was worth two hundred dollars if you never checked out you know or no well he said he had got his card that declined so like why did it take you days to come back with the 200 you know like oh something don't seem right why your card getting declined in the first place and you just leaving you said you got tired of waiting but you to in order to get your car declined you're not waiting at that point you've actually, you actually trying to pay so like something don't sound like if he would like i don't know dog like, like a hustle something don't sound right and i don't feel fucked with it. until i see some actual like evidence of racism this just sounds like you know some broke nigga tactics you know what i'm saying now i'm not begrudging him as broke nigga tactics Mm-mm. but you always know the number one rule of broke nigga shit you never return to the scene of the crime nope you, sh- nope, you shouldn't have returned okay if you if you if you shoplift 
out, out of the place that that's it that that place is burned for the foreseeable future you know like eh, i don't know about this one man and like what were you returning for like so you came in there the next time you like i'm not actually gonna shop i'm not buying nothing i just came with 200 dollars to give y'all and it was like you under arrest citizens arrest i mean if you was you know i don't know it just don't something about it don't sound right mm-mm, mm-mm. good luck to him though i hope he's telling the truth and that it just is a very far-fetched truth in my mind because at the end of the day i low-key am with the workers because bruh you not special and i'm not saying that on some you or nobody no right. just everyone else had to wait in line and when you can't pay for groceries you know there's a process to this shit and this process isn't i'm taking the groceries and doing whatever the fuck i want to and i'll see you when i feel like it that's not what the fucking process is come on man no the zombie apocalypse hasn't started yet so i'm just i don't know about that one man uh let's see uh ava duvernay and netflix win the when they see us defamation lawsuit judge dismissed the battle over interrogation scene so yeah they were being sued um by uh who was that that prosecutor i believe the former prosecutor um for being like y'all made us look like we like we framed them kids or whatever and and, and ava duvernay was like nigga y'all made it look like y'all framed them kids with your actions in real life uh but uh because the first amendment protects non-factual assertions and because neither defendants ava duvernay nor array alliance incorporated has sufficient minimum contacts with the state of illinois to justify hauling them in the court here hauling them in the court here reed's complaint is dismissed reportedly wrote u.s district court judge manish shah on monday so good glad it got dismissed zero fucked with oh zero mad zero. y'all mad because they make you look like you really look what how the hell right is this? how dare you make it look like i did those things that i did to those kids but this you is terrible did. we got facts we can read the shit uh last one two kids touched his fence he hurled racial slurs chased them down with a gun cops say on the final day of school before classes shut down because of the coronavirus pandemic two african-american children were walking the campus when they walked past a north miami dade house and touched a white iron fence the hispanic homeowner police say rushed out and barked at them not to touch his property he also called them dirty and used the n-word and that wasn't all according to miami dade police a 31 year old gabriel gomez got in his truck and drove after the terrified children ages 9 11 pointing an orange and black handgun at them through the window if i ever see you on this block or by my house again i'll kill you and nobody's gonna be able to find you gunman said because you touched his fence miami day police later raided his house uh found an arsenal of weapons including a custom-made 50 caliber rifle with an orange tip an arsenal of weapons you don't say gomez has now been charged with aggravated assault with a firearm on the march for the march 13th incident he's been ordered to house arrest but must first post a hundred thousand dollars bond court records show his attorneys had a court hearing friday to discuss the modifying his bond courts have largely been shut down because of the pandemic isn't that ironic uh that has ground floor south florida to a halt and killed thousands around the world gomez would face a hate crime enhancement to his charge which would make a possible life sentence stiffer 
last year a miami man called named mark bartlett was charged with aggravated assault with prejudice after he pointed a gun at a group of black teenagers before hurling racial slurs at them bartlett has pleaded not guilty and he's awaiting trial um yeah uh dracarys you same yeah that's a dracarys for me touching your fence what and it's not enough that you call them late like dirty niggers and all this shit you didn't chase after them and it does not escape me that you're not even a white man like damn boy well we can't catch a break Mm-mm. <laughs> other brown people be like you're a nigger yeah niggers i hate you like, niggers you know they call you a nigger too in whatever fucked up way they can ain't we lucky we got them uh but you know what though i'm no longer gonna go by nigger okay i got my senses this year started to fill it out and um they asked when you black they let they specify like what kind of black you know where you from and i didn't see a space for blue check not my ancestors trap brunch but when i write it in don't expect any problems okay so uh y'all already know which group i claim all right so when it's time for hennessy and waffles it's on your boy all right hennessy waffles and roddy rick that's what i'm into that's right you said you fill out the census so they asked that question they a lot of people can't answer that question i mean you can just leave it as black okay african-american but they want to know specifically what country to send your black ass back to so apparently you know but uh anyway uh let's get <laughs> let's wrap this up guys let's get it to uh like which what direction should we push your boat in mm-hmm. let's get the guest a race now that it's time for some guest a race that's right it's guest a race time now that it's time for some guest a race that's right it's guest a race time that's right it's time for guest a race the number one game show going across all the podcast land we read and play news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestants today karen at chat room to the race and of course everyone playing is racist all right all right let's get into it guys see what karen's gonna do today you know she's cold and closed her heart off to so many people lately it's like she's not even the same let me let me see if my race has been gonna be lit though uh baton rouge teen and his mother arrested and shooting death at plank road gas station his mother a baton rouge teen and his mother were arrested in the i mean i'm sorry it's it's louisiana a baton rouge teen and his mother were arrested in the shooting death of a man at a plank road gas station last week baton rouge police say uh wait what's going on with this article okay um uh officers arrived at the kangaroo express on plank road on march 19th in response to a reported shooting according to the booking documents the body of 21 year old reginald jefferson was discovered inside the store while another victim suffering from multiple gunshot wounds was located across the street detectives obtained video footage of the store and they show 19 year old keon jarvis into the store with his mother 35 year old latoya jarvis 19 and 35 um uh 
sorry the article just loaded more shit to get in my way um the footage shows jefferson the second victim keon jarvis and his mother beginning to fight jarvis shoots both victims and then and when jefferson falls face down jarvis then shoots him multiple times in the back according to the booking documents the second victim ran from the scene and jarvis chased him shooting him in the back as he fled latoya jarvis also chased after her son as he ran after the victims uh detectives later received a tip that keon jarvis was involved in the shooting and used video footage and dmv photos to determine the woman in the video footage was his mother latoya jarvis keon jarvis was booked in the east baton rouge parish prison on first degree murder and attempted first degree murder his mother latoya jarvis was booked on obstruction to of justice uh karen guess the race of um keon jarvis and his mother latoya jarvis went out the front store the grocery store with all of her groceries all right let's check the chat room see what they believe black uh y'all know it's black black on black crime school to welfare to prison pipeline black some niggas black keon latoya stating the obvious black blackity black y'all mama was a true rider die black black them blacks call his mama by her first name black black like my soul baby boy stage play method acting class his mama had the juice black latoya hold up held up uh wait latoya showed up to the shooting in the house shoes a scarf and her robe black blacks his grandmother raised him and mom as siblings oh my god you guys we are worse than white people okay the correct answer is black though y'all got it right yeah i I did the math she was young when she had him (laughs) yeah 35 and 19 so that would make her like 16 Mm -hmm. when she had old keon but you know what i always say man the family that dies together do crimes together you know it's actually kind of heartwarming and touching to see you know a family that that can stuff like that you know i always wish that me and my mom could have a relationship like that you know we you know knock over gas stations and commit double homicides together you know no be close like that no okay wow well i guess you you don't have a heart so you don't understand Mm, i guess i don't have a heart for that no i'm trying to show this picture but you guys know how my computer does oh it is slowly coming up okay oh yeah 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 she she actually looked harder than him don't she though like he like he she got them she got them she got them uh school teacher bangs like she looked like uh the mom from the wire that was like telling that one son to be a drug dealer like (laughs) she looked like the 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 usher on the usher board that was looking and then uh uh tell you to spit the gum out your mouth for chewing it in church like at first i thought she was chasing him just be like no don't do this but now i feel like she was chasing him being like yeah that's how you do it nigga okay west side ride or die she do yeah she look harder than he does a man who attacked rosa parks accused of a similar crime in grand rapids the man who attacked rosa parks 
man who attacked rosa parks accused of a similar crime in grand rapids how old is this man a man who robbed civil rights icon rosa parks in 1994 in a break-in at her detroit home is accused of a similar crime in grand rapids joseph nathaniel skipper 54 is accused of robbing a 74 year old grand rapids woman in her home on new year's day he was sentenced in 1995 to 8 to 15 years in prison for breaking into rosa parks home hitting her in the face and robbing her of 53 dollars god damn parks died in 2005 uh 10 years after that skipper is held in the kent county jail on in multiple cases with bond totaling sixty-five thousand dollars. he is charged with first second and third degree home invasion and two counts of breaking and entering a building the 74 year old grand rapids woman who lives at the city's northwest side called 911 at 2 10 a.m january 1st to report i mean 12 10 a.m to report that a man had just broken in and robbed her Tw- 10 minutes into the new year this is why 2020 garbage right now because people ah, making decisions like this 10 minutes he say new year same me punch give me your shit <laughs> he told police she was ain't in- nothing changed she was in bed when she heard someone forcing their way into her home she confronted the man who assaulted her and demanded money she told investigators she gave the man just under fifty dollars before he left the victim told police that the robber injured himself breaking a window to get into her home police found blood on the window damn police canvassed the neighborhood and used a police tracking dog but could not find a robber crime scene technicians collected evidence including the blood at the time of the break-in and the robbery detectives were investigating several other break-ins and began to tie those cases to the woman's robbery police said the skipper was that skipper was questioned and admitted to some of the crimes but he would not confess to the crime involving a 74 year old earlier this month result dna testing linked them to the crime uh she thanked the, po- the police for kindness and professionalism uh so karen guess the race of uh joseph nathaniel skipper black cares going with black okay he was at the back of the bus while rosa was at the front oh <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. hush that fuss everybody move to, to the, the back, back of the, the bus, bus uh black i remember that story i think he is black black get thrown under the jail black old ass robber can't clear broken glass the broken glass um uh hold on this is moving too fast now okay uh oh this was an evil ass nigga black actually look crackhead black this is a nigga that needs to be beat like toby crackhead nigga behavior uh keon's daddy black skipper is white white day niggas <laughs> day chappelle niggas uh ha hush that fuss everybody move to the back of the bus outcast black i know skippers and they ain't shit black a nigga that got his black car revoked i'm fucked with 100 <laughs> nigga who needs his ass be he white now if he wasn't before <laughs> lives in detroit on purpose black <laughs> skipper nigga his mama is trash for having him black oh uh uh whites don't get go to the black side of detroit black the correct answer is black (laughs) a couple of y'all went white which i think is just like wishful thinking come on that crime had nigger that crime had nigger written all over it yes it 
did look at that mustache mm-hmm. who the fuck does that to rosa parks man right dog like you can't get no lower than that man it's just bad luck i guess was he worried with was that why he wouldn't confess to the next one it was like we also know you you robbed a bunch of houses yeah i did i did rob a bunch of houses and we know that you assaulted a 74 year old lady now hold up player i didn't do that okay now i might have robbed okay now i robbed several houses full of people i did that okay i saw all kinds of people took all kinds of shit that wasn't mine okay but what you won't catch me copy to is punching the old lady in the face okay Uh-oh. i absolutely did not do that i'm a gentleman who was she this time is it ella fitzgerald right who was she diana ross who did was I, the woman did i punch sojourner truth uh in the mouth by accident uh i mean did the alleged victim was you know what i'm saying i didn't do it but if i did it who was <laughs> i don't want no extra time okay y'all already got me for 15 years for hitting a civil rights icon right like <laughs> that was betty shabazz's house oh fuck i knew it i knew it can't help myself god damn it skipper think uh <laughs> i don't know what it is my my fist and, and these intelligent women i i don't know why my they face is drawn to my fist i don't know why but i picture him punching her like sir smoke a lot punched them dudes in the half bait we gave him dap and then punched him in the face <laughs> thank you so much for your service smack now i need 40 dollars of crack money <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right let's go to the bottom you helping one. the people help me right. <laughs> you you sat in the back so i could smoke crack okay <laughs> that's what i like to do i sit in the back and smoke crack so you ruined everything you fought the fight so that i could be free to rob you it was the good drugs was in the back until you came and fucked everything <laughs> up <laughs> all right we got move on. thank you for the calls i'm the call <laughs> <laughs> Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right, double the points, double the race, and a bonus round of guess the race. So far, Karen is two out of two. Can you believe it? I can believe it. All right, because you got a hard heart and you need to learn to let things go, Karen. You done cut a lot of people out of your life. All right, now that I have. Mm-hmm. And it's wrong, Karen all right so open your heart back up all right that i have have. (laughs) let me cough on you with some of this coronavirus no you keep that virus to yourself couple caught having sex in police parking lot walked to jail (laughs) i mean hey that's real love just saying that's uh it's a good open and shut case sex and open together you stay together i'm just saying you don't i don't know what the rules are just i'm just saying that way you don't have to worry about you know the police having to go through much too much hassle you know they have to travel far they just go to the parking lot y'all can come with us an alabama couple was taken to jail friday after authorities say they were caught having sex in the police department parking lot brookside police department communication center spotted the couple at 3 30 p.m on the department security cameras oh p.m the pair was in a vehicle parked just outside so officers didn't have to go too far when they responded to the scene chief mike jones who mike jones said they identified the occupants of the vehicle as paula gardner and jane sanders both of center point as it turns out garner was scheduled for court ordered community service friday stemming from an earlier criminal case and sanders was her ride there 
oh okay apparently he didn't make it down time i mean he wrote he gave her the ride there and then she gave him a ride you know it's only fair ah! ask gas or cash that's what they say when officers approach the vehicle they notice a strong order of marijuana the department's K9 was deployed and positively alerted to the presence of illegal substances inside. Jones said authorities found crystal meth, marijuana, and drug paraphernalia, and a gun inside the vehicle. And a partridge in the pantry. I mean, they was finding everything else. <laughs> Ding! Garner and Sanders both were charged with indecent exposure, possession of a controlled substance, and possession of drug paraphernalia. Additionally, Sanders was charged with being in possession of a firearm. Man, he was just supposed to be the ride. The vehicle was impounded. Both suspects would walk to the city jail. He got more than a ride. <laughs> walk to the. We're gonna impound your vehicle. Where can I pick it up? Oh, here. You're already in the impound spot, so don't. Yeah, don't. Don't. It'll be here it. when you get out of prison. Um. Now, if you just follow me, it's on your left. Yeah, the door on your left. Yep, you're in prison now. Yep, mm-hmm. there you go. Uh, the officers, uh, Jones posted on Facebook, did a bang up job on the case. Boom boom. Carrie, guess the race of um paula gardner and james sanders and just for the record they are not the same race paula gardner and james a white woman and a black man all right let's check the chat room see what they believe okay tiger king husband meth teeth white definitely some caucasi is probably gone and end up on pornhub white she was white needing that bbc before community service starts <laughs> black.com black man white woman we gonna i'm gonna go down to the jail and uh put black.com black matter lives matter okay then we're gonna get them out <laughs> white woman because meth black man because dick too bomb black man and white woman white woman black man she didn't know we couldn't do that compound in the impound white and black combo so then she white and he crazy i mean black white woman and a black man black man white woman <laughs> why do i feel like uh well black man white woman black baby like remember that on follow me i don't know maybe it's just me my dad used to play that that album all the time white man black woman black baby <laughs> white man mandingo warrior man black coon and redneck did the walk of shame to the hokey pokey white woman black man white woman trying to get her next serve from her black dealer white woman black man the correct answer is and some of y'all guessed before i told y'all i was different races but i'm gonna give it to everybody y'all got it it's a black.com situation uh yeah this crime was brought to you by west coast productions okay uh <laughs> fat, fat ass white girls 75 them pogs the series is still going okay mm-hmm. um man that's wild uh like i said at least they say the, the city time and resources he he looks horrible by the way mm-hmm. like he looks worse than her you know he does like he like i guess he was on was he on the meth or was he selling the meth i i, I don't know man i don't know was this pre-coronavirus because he remember, need a haircut didn't we have a black.com situation like this in front of a hospital after the coronavirus stuff they told we did two people not to touch she, she had a mask on or some shit like that yes man the game is wild it's got 
is this like a new channel is a tiktok thing or something that the kids are doing y'all tickety talking i don't know with this somebody doing something new tiktok challenge uh interracial sex in front of uh it's going to government establishments let's go you said it looking for quarantine sex oh my goodness uh all right let's wrap this up with some sword ratchetness On his uh on his sisters he's gonna put black dot com black uh <laughs> <laughs> that's where i'm from a father and son nearly faced the wrath of a blade of a after a woman threatened him with a sword the suspect a 58 year old traverse city woman was arrested monday on suspicion of felonious assault child neglect and resisting arrest according to a release from the traverse city police department the incident occurred around 5 p.m. when an argument broke out the 56 year old man asked her to leave due to her behavior and attitude instead she grabbed a three four three foot metal katana type sword off the wall and removed its sheath before swinging it at him and his son the release states the man grabbed his son and left neither were injured officers took the woman to the munson medical center for medical clearance due to intoxication and she is at grand traverse county jail uh that sounds like a fabulous name for a jail the grand traverse could be the star of a hulu series or something all right y'all thank you so much for listening uh you know appreciate y'all coming through hanging out with us live in the chat trying to get through this whole coronavirus thing one day at a time we appreciate it and um and we're thankful for it and um you know if a crazy woman wants to come up to you that you don't know tell her she could be crazy from six feet away okay stand up for yourself guys all right we just want everyone to be safe social out there. distancing social distance her ass from six <laughs> six feet away okay all right y'all until next time i love you i love you too Mwah. <laughs>